Praise God. Is everybody awesome today? God is awesome. We are so blessed that God loved us so much that we were born in this time. I like it. My standard. (laughs) He always says, Lee, you say that all the time. That is your comfort statement. It is my comfort statement because I'm glad I was born in this this dispensation. I'm glad I'm born in this timing of God because it's an exciting time. And I love it because there's just so much more awareness. And that's where I love it. What's the definition of joy? Awareness of God's favor. So if we're in the kingdom of God, then that means we're in right standing, that we're growing to learn what is his peace, not our own peace. And we are having joy, a joy that's an everlasting joy. And that doesn't feel like that as we're going through the process. I can't get this on me. I'm gonna have to hold it and teach. And praise God, because that is what the Lord, he is calling us to change. And when we know that we're called to change, it makes it so much easier for us to submit, doesn't it? If you know you're not called to change, and you think that you're right in your own eyes, you don't move around a lot. You don't change that much. So today, since we have to be done at 6.15, so Todd is going to be my timekeeper. And I do have a lot of things I want to add in to today, but we'll see how that goes if it works out to be right. Hey, Sheila. We got time for one or two testimonies. Always have time. In fact, I'll start off with the verse I was, I'll start off with this verse. I love this. Let me open up with this scripture. This will be awesome because this will walk us right into it because you know it's by the blood of the lamb and the word of our what? Testimony. Okay, well, this is awesome because this, this, this scripture, I can write in my Bible and I write in blue and then I write in purple and then I wrote in red and then, I, and then by the time something really starts entering into me after a couple times of writing in. But this verse, and it starts out a little bit, this is when um, an angel had come to John in Revelations, and he was describing something to John, and he said, and John, it says, and I fell at his feet to worship him, the angel. But he said to me, see that you do not do that. I am your fellow servant and of your brethren who have, now here's the key part of this verse, who have the testimony of Jesus. All right, well, if you've accepted Christ in your heart, we start with what? Our first testimony of what? Meeting Jesus, all right? It then says, worship God. So that's what the angel said, don't fall to my feet. We are equals, we are to what? Worship God. And then it goes, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Now, that's pretty powerful. When we get up here to give a testimony, we are putting out the spirit of what? Prophecy. We are putting out something that whatever you experienced, it's for somebody else to what? Experience, to walk through that doorway of change. So remember, by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony is what really presses out there and it becomes, there's a spirit of prophecy. It builds, it builds. Gina always says this ministry is gonna be built on what? Testimony. Testimony. And what are we testimonying? Right, remember, what are we testimonying? We all have the testimony of what? Jesus, okay? Jesus is the way, Jesus is the truth, and Jesus is the life, all right? So, and no one can get to the Father except for through Jesus, okay? So this ministry helps us to walk with him, in him, through him. We are, we are getting somewhere. So, you have a testimony? Okay, go. Isn't that a good warm-up? 
Didn't that just build you up? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. Grace. Um, man, this thing is really coming to me. Like the manifestation of grace. Mm -hmm. um, and kind of learning about this whole thing because my whole life I've been uh, conditioned to work for what you get. Yes. And in God's kingdom, that's that's the old man old man's way of thinking. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say a little bit of Carl's testimony. Carl was getting his uh. Oh, this is Carl's testimony. Yeah, this is Carl's, but it led into <laughs> my testimony because it's about grace. So I love it. And yeah. it's about not working to receive. It's about yeah. receiving by faith. Yeah. And uh, Carl, uh, right before, right when he got that paperwork to get his license, Carl called me on the phone and said, "Bro, it's on. We gotta get we gotta get some work so I can get this license, right?" My, our thinking is like, all right, we need to go find some work for the landscaping business. <laughs> we get all these jobs. Like, this is when we got hit with some work, like, you know, multiple hundred dollar jobs. And we were thinking about, like, okay, Carl's going to have his money for this license. Um, and <laughs> before we even finished with any of the work, the Lord provided over abundance for Carl to get everything he needed for his license. And he didn't even have to work. But our mom was already in that fashion that we had to put our hand to a physical plow to work. But God provided it. You know, Carl just had to step towards something. Now, that got my mind spinning because I've been breaking this whole cycle. Okay, Lord, you know, I know we're supposed to do something, but I think it's just laboring you and not sit on, on our own. The first part of this is about uh, Blades of Glory. You know, I started by basically borrowing my mother's equipment, which is a landscaping business. And um, he's been slowly providing over and over, like, equipment, you know, all these different type of stuff. And recently, we ran into a gentleman that owns a landscaping company in Florida but lives in Savannah. It's right next to uh, 73 Woodchuck. <laughs> and um, we got some work with him. He said, hey, I help you guys out, all this and that. Last week, he said, I'm going to go to Florida this week and look for equipment for you guys. Immediately, I was like, if this dude's talking about payments, I can't talk to him because I believe in God's grace and favor, favor right? And uh, I said, Carl, look, we ain't doing no payment plan with this dude. He's either going to give it outright or we're just not working with him. That's just what I was believing. I, hey, <laughs> yeah. God said he's going to give it to us freely. He's going to give it his free. He's going right. to give it to us freely. Yeah. No joke. That weekend, I left when he was away. I went to go help. It was last week. I went to go help my auntie move from Augusta. She had a ride on lawnmower that she has not been using. And I went out to her basement to help her clean out her basement. And she said, Chris, well, she didn't say Chris. My sister basically was like, you should give this to CJ for his birthday. A ride on lawnmower. And he was going all the way to Florida to find us some equipment. For us to make payments on him. Um, so he comes back and he says, uh, or maybe this happened before. He said, hey, I'm going to go out there. I may find some things and you guys can make some payments with me without interest. <laughs> I said, hold on. He, he tried to give me with the no interest. But I said, we'll just hold off and just let me know before you make any purchases. I haven't talked with him yet, but God provided the equipment we needed before someone, you know, put right, that offer. Right. Offer. Okay. Now the second part of it. This is favor. I felt like my time was up at the salt box two weeks ago or three weeks ago. <laughs> and I didn't know how to bring it up. You know what I mean? Just kind of trying to fill it out. Lee confirmed it just past two Saturdays ago. And I've been kind of in that wiggly zone. Like, okay, I know I got to transition to somewhere. I had, you know, a couple options or whatever. And I just moved on it two days ago. And I said, Lord, I know you've asked, you know, you, you're, you're asking me to step out on faith. And the place I moved to um, is going to be like $500 a month. Which is not, you know, not too bad for, you know, a young man like myself. But that would have been all the money I'm making from Blaze of Gore. It would have been, that would have been just pretty tapped out. So I said either God's going to bring more money or he's just going to figure out a way. No joke. We were working today. <laughs> I get a phone call. And this is just so awesome to me because it blew my mind. I knew God was going to do something. I didn't know how he was going to do it. This is grace to me. And uh, my buddy calls me on the phone. He says, hey, you got a couple minutes to talk? 
And you know you have a demonic pattern of thinking. When somebody calls you and says you got a few minutes, you automatically think you're in trouble. Yeah, that is a demonic pattern. That's of how thinking. it is. It's right. like the Fear spirit of condemnation saying, okay, what have I done wrong already? Yes, absolutely. What, and that kind of <laughs> caps us from receiving what God wants us to receive. Yeah. So I sat back. My buddy got on the phone. He said, hey, me and my uh, friend, we, we talked about it. And for a wedding gift, we want to cover you all your expenses for staying here with us until you get married. Aww. So I didn't have, it's just, it was wild to me, That's man. It blew true. my mind. Yes, yes. Um, because I just say, okay, I'm about to get an increase, <laughs> you know, and pay. But Lord said, don't even worry about that. And, you know, I spent some time last night in the Word, and I really felt this, uh, this push. You know, the last couple of weeks for me has been really exciting, but what's really pushed me is the clearness in my soul. Yeah. So I'm kind of hearing clarity. from God, but I'm kind of listening at a new, I guess, I, I was talked about it before, it's a, a higher layer of perception. It's a higher frequency, yeah, and I was like, I'm hearing them so much clearer, and I knew something was about to happen, but I couldn't pinpoint it. Yeah. But then when he called me today, I was like, wow, that's what I felt this morning, that, that, oh, that joy, that awareness of God's favor, yeah. because I knew something was about to change in my life, and it's just been happening at a steady pace, and sometimes we got to uh, slow down and look at what God is really yes. doing. And that is, it's super awesome to me, because I couldn't imagine him doing, it, just doing that for me. It's, it blows my mind, because even though the guy's my friend, People don't play with their money. Like, hey, you gonna pay up? You go, you go, you go help with this rent. Um, but it's it's a it's a blessing because I can really focus on pursuing God, like yes. to my fullness, and not really having to. Like me and Carl at one point was, I got to get more work. It's more of now I can move in that grace. So I just wanted to share that, and I hope I can really give it on Saturday yes, because that absolutely. that last, really the last two months has kind of been building for me about grace and how the spirit of condemnation can push you can push. God's yeah. promises away because you don't feel like you should receive. Right. And um, that's what God's kind of been working out of me, man. And it's, it's really awesome. Yeah. How, why do you think when somebody calls, hey, you got a few minutes, you're in trouble. What is, where did that come from? That comes from when we were it, little. We were told, no, yeah. no, yeah. sit down, that's, that's be good. Wild. No. He, he's working that out of me. So I just give glory to the Lord, man. Praise he is awesome. God. Carl, you got a testimony? Might as well jump it. I like it because I love when it says the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy because the spirit of the prophecy is the word of the Lord. And when you speak something that is of his word and his, his movement, it's going to what? Spike up another spirit. It's going to motivate another person to know, hey, I'm going to receive that too because you're no different from any other person in the room. Do you know what I mean? So the spirit of prophecy in our testimony is so strong. Go ahead. Okay, so... Um well, most of us know I was waiting forever for my whole clearance and all of that to get my license. I'm from real estate, and it finally came through. Now, I knew that the Lord would provide, you know, just like Chris said, I didn't know how. But I know, you know, as long as I step towards something, he'll, he'll do it. And um, so I get the confirmation email, you know, hey, you've been approved. I said, okay, that's time to go, you know. And I called Chris, okay, let's, let's get some work. Because I got some stuff to pay for. And, uh, you know, we had already been getting, you know, some jobs. I'm like, okay, I see how the Lord is. Because uh, I read a, um, confession scriptures every day. And, you know, the Lord has given us the power, you know, yeah. to get wealth. So I'm like, well, the Lord is already putting this stuff in our way. So, you know, I know he'll provide and all of that. But before we can even, like, get through with any of the jobs, that night the people we're staying with, they gave me a check for $250. And said, you know, this is towards getting your license. We hope it helps them. I said, that hey, yeah, that's nice. outstanding. The very next day, um, they said, somebody we know, we can't tell you who it is, wanted to bless y'all with this. It was a check for $300. Wow. 
Awesome. So it was just like, Full I mean, head. it just came she back to back, up. back to back. And um, yeah, I had more than enough to do everything, get my license and all of that, take care of some other things. And it just, it just happened super fast. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was telling it to Chris and I'm um, telling it, well, he was kind of telling it to Marvin. <laughs> yeah. Marvin, Marvin yeah. Really, he got pumped up. You see his whole counseling. Yeah, it did. Yeah. That whole thing about finding work, that whole type of thing. Yeah. 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 Well, usually what happens with landscape companies, they get started and they get so busy yeah. and then they don't know how to handle their volume because that's how awesome that if that's a very well run business, it can mm -hmm. do very well. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. Praise God. These are great testimonies. <laughs> huh? I know you get excited when you hear everybody's testimonies. It is awesome. And it is what motivates us. It, it does regenerate. It keeps our spirit strong to hear those things. All right. We have been working in Sonship for the past month or so about learning these visions and how can you take this vision and take it outside with you to help somebody else understand. And you know, and what we realize every year we try to take time and teach the basic visions so that people can understand how they can use this to help somebody understand the way of God. Okay, because remember, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Well, these visions are a visual to help spur someone's spirit, to draw their spirit so that they can understand the truth of God and how his processes work. And so this is one of my favorite ones, the doorway of change. It is an awesome vision because when I came in and I would look at these visions and at first, you know, you kind of connect with it, but you don't completely understand. You've got to walk through it through the scripture. And so the awesome part is as these visions were downloaded in worship, the scriptures were downloaded in an ordained order for us to understand that. So everybody has a picture of it. And on the back is the ordained order that we're gonna walk through this. And so you can understand, I'm gonna teach it out just through the scripture. And so you can understand, and I have the chart up there, if anybody needs to see the larger one, the larger view of it. But we're gonna walk through these scriptures so you can understand what this means, the doorway of change. In the beginning of this year, the Lord had really put the pressure on my heart to say that, there is no more stealing the spirit of God. There's no more using the word without the spirit and that people were gonna have to start walking through the door, all right? And it says that right in the word in John 10 verses one through five. He wants us to walk through the door that there would be no more stealing from God, okay? So that means he wants us to actually in relationship with him know the word, understand the word, and then that word is gonna manifest starting from the inside out. And the purpose of that manifestation is the increase strengthening your spirit, but then to push out the things that are not of God. And so in this picture, we're gonna start with the first verse, which is Hebrews 9.28. Now, and I remember how the, when this, this verse really woke up to me, but it says, so Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many. To those who eagerly wait for him, he will appear a second time apart from sin for the salvation. All right. So there is a time that we all are going to be converted into recognizing that Jesus is not only our savior, but he is also our Lord. And he is a plan of salvation for each and every one of us. 
He has a plan for each and every one of us to be whole in spirit, soul, and body. He wants us finance and social. He wants us all to be whole in those things in life. And so this verse starts out where you look on your chart here. If you look where it says the spirit, it's a little headstone. And it says Hebrews 9.28. Here's the spirit. It is the first appointment to remove sin's power. Now, in our lives, before we accept Christ in our heart, sin has power over us. We actually, we get so used to the cycle, like what Chris was saying. He was so used to that if somebody asked him a question, he's like, I must have done, hey, Chris, I totally get it. That is shame, 100%. <laughs> I mean, even in business, like you didn't want to take the phone call because, okay, you already started figuring out what you did wrong and you might not have done anything wrong. So, but it's awesome how he knows that the first appointment, so there is a time that we experience the grace of Christ. We actually experience him and he saves us. And we are to move into our plan of salvation. So when people come into this ministry, they don't, they may have been invited, but the spirit has to be the one that draws them to salvation. And so in Hebrews 9:28, it says, Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many. That means, you know, he opened a doorway to us to be able to go to the father through him so that we could experience true forgiveness. He really did come to give us that. So the first appointment that we experience with Christ is to remove sin's power. Now that doesn't mean that we still don't have sin in our thoughts and we don't experience certain things, but actually the, when Christ enters in, that means you have, man, when I got this down, that means the power of sin is broken. Okay, so as long as you don't come into agreement with it, all right, but you've got to learn what that is, that means it is truly broken. That Christ already died for us, that if we come in alignment to his way, to his thought, as he teaches us, do you know it is what? Broken, the power to sin is broken. Now, isn't that awesome? So if the word tells us, you know, we're not to, supposed to argue, come on in the circle, we can shift around. Can you guys shift down? Let Brenda and Tom right there. We come to a point where the actual power of sin is broken. And he tells us, that's why Christ came. Ephesians 5.26 says, Ephesians 5.26 says, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word. All right, now we are on a journey of faith. Because after we accept Christ in our heart and we experience that saving salvation, now he wants us to walk out and he wants to be Lord of our life. So he doesn't just want to remove the power of sin. He actually wants us to grow up in him and for us not to respond now to that. So if we recognize that the power to actually yield to it is gone, he says now that he wants to sanctify and cleanse us with the washing water of the word. If you look on the chart, under Hebrews 28, where it says the first appointment is to remove sin's power, how is that? First, you have to be what? Born again. Second, you have to start doing what? The word. You have to start working in the word. You have to start spending time with the word. And I'm going to tell you, the moment that energy got reconnected in me, that's all I wanted to do was be in this word. Because something in us, the internal mechanism that God already created in us as images of him, we want to seek him. So, and I love this. We got the word to seek him. 
It is cleansing because we are the temple of God. Go ahead to Ephesians 5.27. Why did he do this? So that he might present her to himself. See, God wants to clean us up so he can present her to himself. All right? So he wants to present her to himself. That is the marriage of the lamb. He wants us to be cleaned up and he wants to present, he wants to be able to, his wife, he wants to present to him. We are the wife of Christ. We are his church, all right? So it says that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having what? Spots, not having wrinkles or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. Now, isn't this awesome? That when he comes the first time, he is that saving salvation that does what? Cuts off the power. So if we trust in him and we hold on to that word and we follow that word, what follows us? Grace. Grace follows us to do what? Cleanse us, to clean out our spots, clean out our wrinkles, clean out our spots are the deception of the things that we've been raised to believe, the things that we think are right. You know, there's sometimes there's things in us that we believe because we've been taught to believe that, but that's not what the word has taught us. So that's why we have to do what we get cleansed by the what? The washing of the water of the word, working with the spirit, and it starts to change us. The wrinkles, the wrinkles are our works. And before you come to God, you are doing something for him that you think is for him that's gonna earn you into heaven, that's gonna earn you eternal life. You think you have to what? buy and work your way into his, into his place. And that's not what he has called us to do. He wants us to work with him through his word, through the spirit, working as one, the alignment of the spirit and the soul coming together as one. It is an awesome, I call it, you all know what I say. It is a one of a kind love affair because that is where the only, there is power in love. And when the alignment gets on it, he's laughing. But it's true, when the alignment gets on that, that is the power of his love entering into your life so that he can what? Move you through this doorway of change. That means you're becoming the bride of Christ with no spot, he wants to work him out, no wrinkle, and he does not want you to have any blemish. He doesn't want us to move along without him. He wants to change us. Ephesians 5.13 says, but all things that are exposed are made manifested by the light. For whatever makes manifest is light. Well, light is truth. And you know what? The true light of Christ is our regenerated spirit within us. All right? The more the spirit and the word come together, it illuminates a light within us. And it says, but all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light. The word is the, is the light. The word is what? A light unto our, uh, a word is a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path. All right, every time I always want to mix those words up. But, but all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light. So guess what? As we already know the power of sin is cut off, as we walk out our relationship with Christ, with the word and the spirit, what's going to start now happening? The, our old man is going to start to be exposed so that our new man can choose the truth of the light, the truth of that word. And then for whatever makes manifest is light. So whatever really causes you to really rethink 
You know, you feel that when the phone rings. I love this, I'm gonna use that as the hold on this. There's gonna be a day the phone rings and Chris, now the light has been exposed to Chris because it says there is no love, what? Love cast out all fear. But if there is fear, then there is punishment. So every time that phone rang, Chris felt what? Before he even knew what was coming on the other end, fear bubble up in his soul. But yet his spirit knows the truth because what? The power of that is already what? Dead because you have Christ in you. But now what? The spot's being revealed. And so the spot that's being revealed is always gonna be the spot where the love of God is not. All right? So when that gets exposed, now something can start manifesting in Chris. He identified it. He's now gonna be able to captivate that feeling, submit it unto the obedience of Christ. And guess what's gonna happen? One day the phone's gonna ring and he's not gonna feel anything. It is a right. He's like, I'm getting some equipment for free. The next phone call is going to be, he's getting the equipment for free. So praise God. Isn't that awesome that he uses his word as light mixed in with our what? Regenerated spirit to what? Make a greater light. So it manifests the truth of where God really wants to take us. So here, I love this. We're stepping towards this doorway of change. So when you feel the exposure, everybody knows when they've read a word, and you're like, you feel that burn, and you're like, I don't think like that. <laughs> but, I mean, honestly, it challenges you. I still go, I can read the word, but now I know that word. I have uh, the boldness of Christ that has, the Lord has developed in me at this point, that now that I know when the word shows me the truth, even if I feel wiggly, I know that my trust is gonna be what? In that word, because I know that's what's gonna save me, that's what's gonna be the Lord over my life, and that's what's gonna give me the blessing that I really need, the fullness of the blessing. Because you know, the word says some will receive what? 30, 60, 100 fold. Well, when I learned that there, everybody could get the 100 fold, why would we wanna go for less? But I, am a, I like challenge, like I like the challenge of that. That is where I get there. So it's awesome. So is everybody on target with this? All right, let's go to John eight twelve. Jesus said, Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. I love this. I already read to you that we need to what? Be speaking the testimony of what? Jesus, for that is the true spirit of prophecy. It's what the word says. So when Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world, he who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. So as the light is growing in our relationship with Christ and we are spending time with the word and we are worshiping him, because we read that in the verse two, that the testimony of Jesus is what? Worship God. So as we worship him, he is gonna move us out of darkness and into that truth, all right? And in that, he's there to show us that he doesn't want us walking in the, in the dark. He doesn't want us, and walking in the dark is what? Not knowing him. It's not knowing that there is power in that word. In the beginning, I honestly thought, and don't laugh, but every time I found a word manifest and it worked, I, I thought it was magic. Like, oh, but it really is not magic. It's the truth. It is the power. It is power. And it brings the authority of Christ in alignment with you. And so it's not, it just doesn't work sometimes and not other times. So there was a part of me that was still what? Living in the dark. Because I was like, yeah, okay, I can see that works here. But how about this? Because everybody's always searching for another answer, right? 
Okay, sometimes we're already built to question. We're built to already get into an element where, do I really trust this whole process? Because it says if I have to do it, I gotta what? He, I have to give up everything to follow him, all right? And when he says that, he is trying to get you to give up your thinking and to bring on his, enter into his world of thinking, all right? But you've got to line up in agreement with that. And part of it, you know, I say this, and Carrie laughs, so are we in agreement? When he first would come in, <laughs> the Lord would give me a word, and I would have this word I'd be meditating on, and the Lord was working it out of me. But then there was times Carrie would challenge me. I was like, are we in agreement to that word? <laughs> and really, whatever we would be in agreement is really what would what? manifest the truth of God, even though you would feel the pressure and the oppression and the adversary and the temptations of the world. So it's awesome. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness. So he already promises us that if we will follow him, that means just give up what else you're reading. Just give it up. I, I, I encourage people, stop watching TV. Stop watching other things. It says the Holy Spirit is the guarantee of all truth. So if you spend time with it in the word and you really put yourself in a sanctification time so you know his voice, boy, he's going to show himself strong and he's going to show himself mighty because his word is mighty. John 10.10 says that the thief does not come except to steal, kill, and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Now, when you look at this chart over here, we have a point where our soul is going to get involved. We can be spending time with the Spirit and growing, but if you look at our little chart over there, if the Spirit in you, if you're still working out your salvation, and you're on that middle row, I want you to look at the little light person. That light person hasn't fully manifested into the head yet. You see how it's in the core it's in the core. And that is a time of, you are vulnerable because the residue of sin is still in your system. All right? The one thing I love about this ministry is when people start coming in here and they start pressing into the word and the Lord works with them and they, they hear the spirit of prophecy, the testimonies, and they start meditating on the word, what's going to start happening? Things are going to start getting shaken up here and then in your body. I mean, the first thing I felt when I started coming here and surrendered myself to this process. All right, in the middle row, you see the light hasn't gotten completely to the soul. So the soul hasn't been completely renewed in the understanding of Jesus Christ. It has accepted Christ in its heart and it's walking out the process, but it's truly learning to trust in the word, truly learning to, to trust in the voice. All right, so there's a measure that we still get tossed what? To and fro to and fro until, if you notice on the bottom row and on the end of that second row, the light is starting to really manifest in the person's what? Soul. And the whole time the light is getting bigger, it's pushing out the darkness. Now, think about this. When you have cooked on a pan for dinner and you've got to go clean it, what have you got to start doing? Scrubbing, scrubbing, right? Because nobody, you know, unless you've got some serious nonstick spray, right? Which is the word. But in the beginning, you're scrubbing and scrubbing and scrubbing because your soul now starts entering in. And this is where Satan comes in to do what? Kill, steal, 
and destroy what God is trying to press out of you because he already knows if he's not fully attentively here, he knows he can still get you somewhere in the residue of the sin that's left. So there's a residue. See the man, the black around that light? That's the residue. But remember, Satan really has no what? Power. Okay, so the power has already been what? Cut off. That's the first thing in my, when I didn't know the word, I would be like, all right, the power of sin has already been what? Cut off. And I had to start trusting and believing that Jesus already won the war. That it's not my victory, it's his victory. And boy, when I got that, I think I remember when I taught here, I was so excited, I think I skipped three times up here because I was teaching and believing at the same time. It wasn't that I really believed. The Lord put me in, I was starting to teach it out, but the more I would teach it out, I would start what? And it says in Colossians, if you start teaching out your revelation and teaching out the word in the measure in which you have, I told this, I text Chris before his first night teaching, remember? I was in worship and I texted Chris. I said, Chris, surrender when you feel the Holy Spirit, but you're gonna look at a verse. I said, this is so awesome and it happened. I said, you are gonna look at a verse and it's gonna start teaching you right at that moment. And it's awesome when that happens because it says in Colossians, when we start teaching the word, no matter what measure of revelation you have, I'm gonna tell you there's another revelation that starts manifesting and I knew it was happening because he's standing there looking at the word and he starts breaking because it's in his word. It's not because Lee knew that was gonna happen. The word says it's going to happen when you teach. So I believe the word. And so as I watched Chris read that, I love it, Isaiah 48, 10 and 11, I watched it, the spirit was teaching him. And then he came out with the most amazing spiritual revelation on that word. And he was believing more in what? Grace. See, grace was building, grace was gaining. That light was gaining territory and something got pushed out of Chris. And now what's happening? He's now experiencing more grace because now he believes more in the word he taught. Isn't that awesome? I mean, it's so awesome. He is so good to us that as long as we all just start walking through this doorway of change, allowing the change to happen. We even read a verse and go ahead and put this up. Um, uh, um, Todd, John 2.19 says, John 2.19 says, when it's time for the thief to come to steal, kill, and destroy, do you know Jesus answered and said to them? Now that's, who's them? Satan's little people. What, and what do they call it? Darkness, principalities, and all those little things. When those little people start creeping in your what? Darkness, all right? To what? Affect your mind, because your mind has to choose God. Jesus said to them, I will destroy this temple, and in three days, I will raise it back up. Man, I am gonna tell you something. I remember when I read that, I didn't understand that, because what were the teachers saying? The teachers were saying, who is this guy? He's gonna like tear down a temple and build it in three days. It took us, what, 65 years to build it, right? I think that's what the word was. I think it says 65 years. But you have to smile at this because God says, if you allow your soul, that means the fears, the anger, the lust, the perversion, the love of money, pride, sickness, demons, those things are all in us. Now, at a measure, I don't know where everybody is on that chart. You judge yourself with the word where you are at that chart. But if you find yourself being tossed to and fro, do you know what I'm saying? That's, you know there's a time where you don't have to know what the word is, but you know it's what? In the word. All right, and so I remember when that shift hit for me, that shift, I knew it was in the word. 
And so, I, you know, when I don't understand something, you're right, what's the first thing I do? I pray, I ask the Holy Spirit to teach me, but I'm doing what? Digging in the word so much. And then, the, then through the word, who's gonna teach me? The Holy Spirit, all right? And so when he says this, we are the temple of God. We are the temple. We are the, we are the ark that holds the covenant. We hold the, the glory of God in our regenerated spirit. The more we feed it, then he says he is gonna destroy the old, it's the old temple. Because the temple he's talking about is the old temple, the temple built by man, not the temple built by God. So we wanna be the temple that's built by what? God, because with man, it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. So he says he will destroy this. If we come into agreement with Jesus, and we come into agreement with our worshiping him, spending time in this, he is going to destroy a fear. He's gonna destroy an anger. He's gonna destroy a lust. He's gonna destroy a perversion. He's gonna destroy the love of money. He is gonna break your pride. He is gonna break your pride. <laughs> he is good. lust of the eye, lust of the flesh, pride of life. He is all that's tied up in that. He is breaking it down. And then it says what? Sickness. I love this. Do you know the enemy has got us when it comes to the medical world coming in alignment with drugs and all this other stuff? Would you have to know the Holy Spirit directs you for the change? Because when it's time, Kathy has amazing testimonies about how when she comes into agreement, no, because the Holy Spirit said, this is your time. She meditates on the scriptures and boy, sicknesses come out of her. Okay, because it's not the best God has for us, but he wants us to experience overcoming our old soulish ways and to come through the doorway of change into his way of light. So it's awesome. And he says he'll do it in how many days? Three days. So when it's time for something to be exposed, man, if you really press, it can be done in what? Three days. I love it when he showed me, and that does work. I experienced it. Every time I focus on something, I would feel the death of myself. <laughs> and then the burial's where we stay too long than three days, right? And then we have the burial, but then there is a lift. And there's a lift you can't explain. And you don't even have to know what leaves you. That's the most beautiful thing. You don't even have to know what it is. But something has left you and you have been changed. And who has changed you? Jesus. He, you have worked with him and the word to change you. All right, let's go to the next one. Corinthians. So everybody understands this. The enemy comes. Now wait, go back to, I'm sorry. Go back to John 10, 10. I really want to make this really clear. When we step up to the threshold of change, okay, that door is a very large door. God already has it, but it's so narrow to fit through. See, in this vision, it looks like a great opportunity, doesn't it? <laughs> this is a great opportunity that opens itself up to us. But when you're standing on there, it doesn't feel like that because the enemy comes, I love the key word, the thief does not come what? Except, oh, I remember when that jumped at me. So that means if I'm experiencing conflicts, trials, troubles, and fears, then guess who just showed up? The thief. Because he only comes except. He only comes when I'm about to walk through something, a change. And his sole job 
is as an adversary, a tempter, an opposer to not let me go through that door. It's an assignment because the enemy doesn't want us to receive the promise that God has for us, which is our wholeness in him, more of him, and he, know, he wants to stop that. So if he knows what we're connected to in fears, anger, lust, perversion, love of money, sickness, man, what's gonna start increasing? If you are a sick person, you are sick all the time, right? I'll tell you, if you're about, if you're worshiping God, studying in the word, and he knows he can get that, what's gonna start to elevate? That sickness. Because it wants to get you distracted on keeping to press through so he can what? Rebuild that temple, which is him in you. And so it's amazing to think about how he's already orchestrated all these steps. It's already spoken before time. So you just have to trust that when this is happening, when I started growing here, and I started reading scripture, I'm worshiping, I'm feeling good. And then all of a sudden, boom, I got a fever like I never had before. And everybody's heard me tell this testimony. Gene says, read the healing scriptures. Now, let me tell you, I'm in my toss to and fro. The light's not here. The, I'm just starting to connect with this. So I read those scriptures and that's it. I read them out loud once, I sat them down. I'm not even sure if I read them out loud the first time. <laughs> I read them to myself, I read them to my laying in bed like this. I have never been so sick. I'm saying the opposite of what I'm supposed to be saying and I really couldn't believe I was as sick. I hadn't been that sick, I can't even remember being that sick. And as I kept reading the healing scriptures over and over, I get a text from Gene, how are you doing? I said, I'm still sick. He said, keep reading the scriptures. I said, I have, keep in bold letters. <laughs> and this is when texting just kind of really became big, you know, keep reading the scriptures. So I really felt that, I felt that connection, keep reading the scriptures. So I kept reading them out loud and out loud, and by the time the three days was really done, things lifted out of my body, and I have never been that sick again. And once I learned that if I don't connect to sickness, then sickness cannot, what? Connect to this temple, unless it's for a purpose of what God has for me to move, but if it's him, he said there's only one sickness unto death, and all the other ones are for his glory. What is his glory? for you to overcome your belief that he doesn't do it for you. It is for his glory to manifest a what? Testimony. So it can be a spirit of prophecy to go out to the people. All right, isn't that awesome? It is awesome because it's so powerful. He doesn't want us to miss this. He said this is the time where he's really opening up the awareness that we actually have to walk through a doorway of change, not just enjoy church on a Sunday not just read a couple scriptures, not just have a little prayer. He does want us to be warriors in prayer. If anybody's gone see in the war room, it's awesome. 1 Corinthians 2.9, 1 Corinthians 2.9. It says, but it is written, I love this, eye has not seen, nor ear has heard, nor have entered in the heart of man the things which God has prepared now for those who love him. And you know, I love this because it would, if we love him, we are spending time with him. If you love something, you wanna spend time with it. And in that love and that time with him, that means there's something that's going to change. And he already promises that our eyes, nor eye has seen, nor ear has heard. That's how powerful the testimony is after you allow yourself to go through this doorway of change. Because you could be the angriest person, but when you go through this doorway of change, no eye has seen nor ear has heard the love that comes through Carrie Smith. Because when he came in here, he was full of what? Anger. 
Now look at that sweet little face. The, it's like the anger is, inc it's incredible how it's not in him anymore, all right? Everybody in here has something that they've experienced that is not in you anymore because of this going through the doorway of change. So he reminds us this. These are things that God has already prepared for those that love. If you love him, you are gonna be willing to identify what's not right in you. You're gonna be able to identify something on that list, a fear, an anger, a lust, a perversion, and perversion doesn't have to be a sexual perversion. It can be how you think about something as a perversion, all right? And so you need to align all those things in spirit, all those things, there's spiritual anger, there's spiritual pride, there's spiritual lust, all right? That's people who want power over you, all right? And then there's what? Then there's soulish anger, soulish lust, soulish perversion, okay? And then there's what? Body. There's body lust, there's body. Put that characteristic in the three elements and then start identifying what is something you have you can be the best Christian, but guess what? You can have spiritual pride, all right? And so he wants to walk through you and help you identify them because he already says, nor eye has seen, nor ear has heard, nor have entered into the heart of man. See, we, our heart, can't even conceive what awesome of a change he has for all of us. It's hard for us to conceive. We can say, Jesus wants me whole, but to actually conceive what you look like in that wholeness, wow. That's when you say, Nothing is impossible without God because you are going to glorify his name in it. You, it's not going to be about you. It's going to be about him. All right, 1 Peter 4.12. 1 Peter 4.12 says, Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you. So that means when you're up on that threshold of change and the spirit is behind you, and your soul is battling it. He says, and he calls you beloved, he needs to know you are well what? Loved. Do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you. That means he has already set it up for us to be what? Tested. Tested. And testing comes when you don't expect it. Testing is going to come at the moment when you're not prepared, but yet God says you are prepared. Because he already knows if he gives you a test, then that means wherever Satan shows up, who is greater? Jesus' grace is greater. So whatever he's taught you, go back to what he has shown you, and that's gonna be the key to the move across the threshold, all right? He says, as though some strange thing is happening to you. So now that you know this word, nobody should be laying in bed, why is this happening to me, right? There is no more whining, gotcha. There is no more whining. Second Corinthians 7, 5. I love this. He even tells us in his word, outside are conflicts. Outside are conflicts. It says, for indeed, when we came to Macedonia, our bodies had no rest. Okay, when we are at the threshold, we are getting what? Beat up. Sometimes we don't feel like we're in a rest, but it says, but we were troubled on every side. Outside were conflicts. I love this. Outside were conflicts. Inside were fears to answer the phone, right? Because that's what he's working out of you. He's working out the inside fear because the light will have the confidence of Christ. And that, whatever word that is, that's what's gonna push out the darkness. 
And he, that's going to push out the darkness as what? It's on the list. Fear. Fear is the head of everything. So anyway, awesome. Is everybody good with that? Acts 7.17 says, I love this. This is awesome. Okay. But when the time of the promise drew near, okay. So God says in his word, and he says, and it's everywhere, that there are things that come at an appointed time. So there is a conflict, there's a trial, there's a challenge that's coming at an appointed time, all right? And it's coming to what? Test you. So remember, if you're being tested, that means you can what? Pass, all right? But he says, but when the time of the promise drew near, all right, it says, which God had sworn to Abraham, the people grew and multiplied in Egypt. Now, in Egypt, when you see Egypt, just think bondage. Just think bondage. That means whatever fear we're connected to, we're in what? Bondage. Whatever anger we have, it's a what? Bondage. Whatever lust, where it's spirit, soul, body, it's a what? Bondage, all right? Love of money, perversion, pride, sickness, demons. Those things all keep us in bondage. That is Egypt's list, okay? So it says, when the time of the promise drew near, which is what? Our salvation, the wholeness in him, that he wants us to be on that bottom, the man full of light. That person is whole. That person is joyful. That person's happy. That person has a peace that surpasses all peace. And it says, as the promise drew near, which God had sworn to Abraham, the people grew and multiplied in Egypt. That means our fears, when you are about to have that test, fears increase. When you're about to have that test, you get more angry. You guys can pick something on that list, okay? If you look on that list, sickness starts to increase. So those things in you start to what? Multiply, because that's Satan's job, is to get you not to receive the promise. Praise God, Acts 5.39, I love this. Okay, if it, if, but if it is of God, okay, so now I love that part because sometimes we can go ahead of God and we can go ahead of something God is doing with us and he's moving with us. In fact, I feel like this is an excellent verse for you to know, you cannot overthrow it lest you even be found to fight against God. There are things that are happening in your life. God establishes it. If you are in him and you are spending time with him, well, then he is going to work things in your life so you can become a better character of him. He wants you to grow up in who you're called to be, not just know that he loves you. He actually wants to use you and him together as one into accomplishing something for him. But he has to let you know, there are things that happen that God, you have to be prepared to know, am I ready for this change? And if you say, hey, before I came in these doors, I wasn't happy with my life and I was driving in my car and I said, just take me, just change my life and put me to whatever what my destiny is. I mean, that's exactly how I said it. I said, this is what life is all about. And I had, I felt like I had everything, but I had nothing because why? I am calling to God in my car and I'm saying, all right, I'm done with this. Just put me where I'm supposed to be. You know what I mean? Like, I already knew I wasn't where I was supposed to be. <laughs> now that's a crazy. So here, everybody, if it is of God, I'm gonna tell you right now, you've already called it out. If you've already been angry and so angry, you're already what? Done being angry. 
And then what? You show up in this place. If you, are <laughs> if you are in a wrong relationship and you're done with that relationship and you know it and you say, put me in my, you're gonna show up right here. All right, God's gonna take you somewhere to learn this truth. I'm gonna tell you, he is going to bring you in here. There isn't anybody that hadn't walked in here that didn't say, I got you, that didn't say that, well, I was asking God to know the truth. I wasn't asking God to know. The Lord has made this a teaching ministry a place where you come in and while you're going through your, I'm going to tell you, we see everything exposed. We see the person's fear. We see the lusts. We see the sickness. We see everything. And guess what? We still love you because you're doing it what? His way. It doesn't make a difference. Nobody's bad. See, our, the world wants to say, you're wrong. You're right. You're wrong. You're right. That's all it is. Ha, ha, ha. I knew better. You did it. <laughs> it doesn't make a difference. There is a humbleness in knowing I'm just going to do it his way because I'm either going to do it his way or he's going to what? He's going to, if it's my time, he's going to bring circumstance to me to make me understand his way. Yeah. If you are saved and born again, he says what I start, I'm going to what? Finish. So that means when we say yes, there is a finishing line. <laughs> And he's going to push you along that little line and he's going to, I mean, and you'll even know things about, he'll start showing you things before they happen. And then you sit there and start to deny them. You know what I mean? And, but he says, I'm going to get you to that promise, but then trust me because you know what? And this is the part I'm going to teach next. We're going to finish this vision. We're not going to get to finish up today. We're going to pick up on this. Um, I have five minutes, right? Right. Four minutes. Okay. We're going to fit, we got halfway through this teaching. We're going to pick up next Thursday with this because the Lord has really put in my heart that in Hebrews chapter 11, the Lord really shows an awesome order on, in these faith scriptures. If you have the revelations of life booklet before next Thursday, start meditating on these. The Lord gave me an awesome order. Um, Hebrews chapter 11. It is so beautiful when you are up on that doorway of change and you're experiencing the battle of the mind, the only way it says all through that scripture, it says by faith, by faith, by faith. But then it shifts and it says through faith, mountains were moved through faith. Kingdoms were what subdued. It is so powerful because faith with you need to, how do you move through faith? How do we move through that doorway of change? love. It says, those who love me will follow me. So no matter how hard it is to fit through that gate or how it feels, he's going to get everything that can't come on the other side where your promise is. And he's going to clear that out of you. But he says, you could, the only way to get through that gate is what? By faith, through faith, can you overcome what you need so you can have what he needs you to have on the other side with the promise. So praise God. If it is of God, you cannot overthrow it. I love that. Even what Jacob had to wrestle with God because the next day he had to do what? Make peace with his brother. But that doesn't mean he wanted to make peace with his brother. And so, uh, 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 right? And he had to wrestle with God. And so we have to know how to what? Surrender. If we recognize that there is always a doorway for change put before us, there isn't anybody who still doesn't go through doorways of change. Everybody, our, when we get to heaven is when we get to our, you know, our eternal life. But he says that we can have abundant life now. Abundant life, if you allow yourself to surrender 
to the doorway of change, it gets easier every time because now you know his way. And that's where it says, by faith. In the Hebrew, faith means trust. So by trusting who? God. You're going to get through that. And he even tells us the timing. How many days? Three days. He can rebuild you if you're willing to allow yourself to go through that. So we'll end with this scripture, James 4, 7. And it's awesome because anybody who watched The War Room, who went to see The War Room? If you haven't seen the movie, go see the movie War Room. It is awesome. In fact, when I texted everybody in the ministry after I saw it because this is one of the, the scriptures that the lady had to meditate on. She said, therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. It's not a maybe. If you will in that third, and she did, she said that over and over. If you're willing to allow yourself, now see, if you know that something can be changed in you in how many days? Three days. And it's God who brought you the what? The trial. It's God who brought you the tribulation. It's God who brought you. If you start accepting, this is happening to me because of God. He wants something different in me. So anytime we don't have that peace, we're not settled. It's a conflict. It's a trial. It's a tribulation. It is something that he wants to get into his peace and move out what's not in his alignment. Because that's the only peace we can have when we're doing it in his way. Because he says, if you submit to God and what he shows you, then guess what happens? The devil flees. Okay, and what's that devil? Fear. What's that devil? Anger. What's that devil? Lust. What's that devil? Perversion, what's that devil? Love of money, what's that devil? Pride, what's that devil? Sickness, I love that one because that's the one we get hit in America. Sickness, because guess what? We love healthcare. I even, now I love, I'm just, I have to tell this. You know, I was married to a guy in the military and what's happening, you get what? Free healthcare. Man, I had Rachel, I stayed in the hospital for six days. They don't care when you're in or out. It's what? Free, right? Oh, yeah, six days in the public. I would have, Rachel had jaundice really bad. There was never any way. I would have been sent home, come pick up your kid later, right? No, I got to stay there the whole six days. I, I got to know the whole routine of that hospital, Wynn Hospital. But the cool thing is when I got divorced, I had this little fear inside. Oh, my God, well, I have health care. Because Rachel and him had health care, but I wasn't going to have health care. And then I remember started feeling like I didn't need to have health care. I knew it right away. Do not get health care. Now, isn't that crazy? But then there was a fear. People saying to me, you need what? Health insurance. Health insurance. What if this happens? What if this I did. I started thinking about it. But inside, I really didn't fear it. But the people speaking around me started to what? Say, like, people would build their... They were given their testimony of the world, and they were bringing out a spirit of someone else's prophecy. <laughs> All right? So I'm taking this in. But you know what? I didn't do it. I didn't get health care. Now, you'll laugh at this. A year later, I am sitting at my desk, and I'm not even in the Word. You know, we still have, you know, an understanding of some things we just know. And I truly believe that when I was a child, my dad owned a funeral home, and he always said, Lee, at a young age, he'd always say to me when he was working on a body, you know, Lee, they, they get in the hospital, and that's it. It's, it's, it's the beginning of the end. And it doesn't make a difference. And, and my dad said to me, never allow him to go to the hospital. He, even when he had cancer, he didn't go to the hospital and he allowed himself to die. He, he just, he just did not, that's how strong he believed, but it wasn't in God. He more believed that he saw too much. So I've always had that feeling 
Like, oh, if I start that rotation. Well, anyway, I'm at my office, and this nice little lady comes in. She's cute with a little skirt, so adorable, and she's there to talk to all the real estate agents about what? Health care. And in that time, God was really trying to pull me into sanctification. This was in 2002. He was trying to get me. I am divorced, single. He wanted to get me in the word, but everything was trying to keep me from doing that. Well, anyway, this lady sits at my desk, and um, she, uh, she started telling me how cheap it is because I'm single and I'm healthy and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, all right. And I went and I got it. So I had a whole year of no health care, but I get this health care. And I don't even know why I'm doing it. I'm laughing at myself. I don't even believe in this. Why am I doing this? Well, let me know. I was living in sin. I was living in a serious sin then. And um, I really believe I was dating a gentleman at that time. And before anything happened, you know what? It's awesome. God was trying to talk to me. Don't go towards this relationship. I truly believe that this was his warning to me. And I am, all of a sudden, my side is so bad. I go to Myrtle Beach for the weekend. I had a condo there. And I go, and the whole ride, oh, my side hurts. And I'm going with this guy, right? It just hurts, and it hurts, and it hurts. I mean, it is so bad that I, we don't even make it to my condo. I said to him, I need to go to the hospital. I will, I will crawl there. And I, you don't even know how much I think. This is 30 days after I get health care. Now, this, this is God. I crawl in, and I haven't, you know, been close with the guy or anything, but we were going to Myrtle Beach for the weekend. I hate to say it, right? But we go there, and we get to the hospital, and I crawl in, I sign, and they knew. They're like, this woman's getting her appendix taken out. They took in, they started giving me medicine, they started doing everything. Before you know it, I'm out, and the next morning, I knew in my heart, God was telling me, don't go forth with this relationship. I knew, I did, I knew, I knew it when I woke up out of the thing that he was telling me that. But you know what happened? What was awesome is I go home, I get all the medical bills, right? My insurance covers it all, except for my deductible of $1,000. And it was like $18,000. And you know what? I remember feeling so blessed because I didn't get stuck with $18,000, I mean, on that. And then when I came to this ministry, do you know once I had that surgery, Okay, so my life changes, right? I go through the course of life. Well, I am now paying $400 a month for health insurance, and I heard the voice of the Spirit. It said, you've always known, I always knew that I, now that's me. I'm not telling anybody else not to get health insurance. Remember, you have to walk by the Spirit, what the Spirit leads you. Well, when I, I, I heard you do not need health insurance, and I remember asking why, because I now know how it felt to have my what? Appendix taken out. And I was graced to not have to pay for that. He loved me in my sin. You know what I mean? He was covering me. Well, and then it's awesome. So I didn't, I canceled it. But then it was amazing how that many years later, seven to eight years later after canceling that insurance, then I break my ankle. And God provided every dime for that breaking of the ankle. But then he showed me how much money I saved. So in, in the gist of everything, when something, you're going through a doorway of change, do you know if you stand on what he tells you, what his promise is for you, and if you stand on the word of belief, I had to believe that he said that he was what? My insurance. So, but it was because of the last assurance and situation I knew he entered in my life to sign up for insurance to do what? Protect me. He was trying to call me into his kingdom then. But what did I do? Shut the door, shut the door. You know, and I love it, but he came what? Again, 
I love it. Jesus comes when we cannot handle ourselves anymore. I am telling you, I was in the car. I can't handle myself anymore. And what happens? I come into my true conversion experience with Jesus Christ. And so now this is awesome. This doorway of change, this became alive to me. And so next week, we're going to talk more about that. And we're going to talk about how you press through with faith, trust, and belief. Because those are the three things. If you notice, there are three lines that from the spirit goes through the darkness and goes right to Jesus. And so, and we have to have faith, trust, and belief, which we're going to break those down next time. All right. Does anybody have any questions? I'm so sorry you just walked in. Praise the Lord, but I'm going to make sure you get the paper. All right. Does anybody have any questions? What time is it, Todd? 622. That's not bad, right? Okay. All right. Anybody have a question before we pray? All right, let's pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, we love you with our whole heart, our soul, and our body. Lord, we thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit, and we thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, who is the way, the truth, and the life. Thank you, Lord, for as you guide us in that way, in truth and life, that we will have our ears open to hear and our hearts open to receive your word as well as the written word. So, Lord, open us up to view our spots and to see our wrinkles and to know that you are walking us out to be changed in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, give us a testimony. When we leave today, open our hearts to see something beyond you so we can receive a testimony so it can be a true spirit of prophecy for the people. So, Lord, we thank you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.